You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Inside the Fox 59 CBS4 Podcast Studio. Podcast table is more like it. Welcome to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. It is still just a table. I have Matt laughing already. We're two seconds People in. People need to see it. I, they, they really do. You need, you need to be there. We're going to have to take a picture and, and post it to our Twitter. At Colts Blue Zone, by the way, on Twitter. You can follow us there for news We haven't got a banner of a horseshoe or anything. It's just a room. Nothing. It's a room. There's some television... Uh, paraphernalia here and there. That's the only way I can describe it. A couple ladders. Uh, there's ladders or here there. There is a television. Uh, we are a television studio, in I fact. I bet it's not hooked up. No, uh, I, I, I would not bet on it being hooked up. It's probably hooked up to a computer, or you can hook it up, so you can show a PowerPoint up there. I don't know, sales and, I don't know, marketing and you know, all that stuff that, that I, I don't pay attention to. Anyway. And no one cares. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to the Colts Blue Zone podcast, folks. We are in OTAs all across the NFL. Colts, no exception to that. Um, Chap and I have been out to one practice uh, so far. Of course, every week and every day of practice is something a little bit different. Uh, so a little bit later here today, we will tell you what we saw during that one practice and we're going to another one later this week. Uh, there's at least one next week, and then we get into um, minicamp where we have a, a little bit more uh, access three day days. to day. Yes, three days. But but right now, like what, what we can tell we can certainly tell you what we've seen, and I think there's some significant things that we've seen out there, but um, it, it's not certainly not overly extensive. It's not like Chap and I are at every practice out there right now, but but we are there, uh, we are there a bit. We can share what we've seen. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, uh, Mike Chapel, Matt Adams, Dave Griffiths, by the way. Uh, I, I'm all out of sorts because uh, I'm trying to get in just the, the, the ambiance of, of this room so, so you all can feel, feel it as you listen. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, let, let's start off with the news around the NFL, however, before we get to the Colts. Uh, we'll begin with the uh, Arizona Cardinals releasing wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, former Colts killer DeAndre Hopkins, when he was with the Houston Texans for years. Um, he uh, was released on Friday, uh, as Matt notes here, a good old Friday news to throw in there and heck I, I mean I probably didn't even hear it till Monday because I was so focused on the Indy 500. Say we had we had race weekend stuff so that kind of yeah o- overshadowed everything for a few days and, here and Mike, Mike so misses covering the Indy 500 from not his <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I, I'm still in my soapbox about show this thing live would you please yeah yeah I, I don't get that. it I just don't mm-hmm. get it so yep. the, the hoops you had to jump through I I used a VPN mm-hmm. to make it look like I was in from New York of used course. an extended desktop from my laptop projected to the TV I mean it's a whole thing and it should not have to be that yeah way. and the, the thing is it's it's not that hard it, it, it's I say it's not that hard to do it's something that can be done chap you, you it's possible to do like but it's not like it's not crazy difficult to do I so pay for peacock yeah I, so I, dog I, on it yeah. give, me, give me what I you're I got you. Anyway, uh, back to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He had a $30.75 million cap hit That tells you how bad they wanted parted. Exactly. Because they're taking it all now. Yeah, all of it. Bam. They saved $8.15 million, apparently. But are still taking a, a dead cap hit of twenty two point six million dollars. Yikes! That, that that is a massive dead cap that hit, is Matt. Huge. For, uh, a wide receiver, and then wide receiver contracts we knew were going up the last couple of years. And Hopkins was one that was paid a, a ton because you could he determine. Was, he was probably on the early side of these big signings. I think so, but at that time he was still one of the best wide receivers in the no NFL. Pressure. And they're trying to add him, you know, to Kyler Murray, a young quarterback that they're trying to bring along and 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 try to see him take the next step. It's something the Bills did successfully with Stephon Diggs a couple years ago, you know. Um, I think that was his third year, Josh Allen, in the NFL. They added Stephon Diggs, and he took a significant jump that year to – 
whatever it was. It was from like 25 touchdowns a year to like 45 touchdowns a year. It wasn't just Stephon Diggs, but Stephon Diggs was a big help to yeah, that. So it, it helps when you've got a stud receiver exactly. for your young so, quarterback. So I, I think it's, it's, very, it, it's very apt to start with this because it certainly has a Colts connection. How interested could the Colts be in signing a guy right now uh, like a DeAndre Hopkins, who is a stud wide receiver in the NFL chat? None. Zero. Zero. Uh, we're talking let's, not not a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's going to want to go somewhere that he's contending. He, I mean, that that's where he should be in his career. First of all, and we'll go back. I'll, I'll go back to, to my default on receivers. When have the Colts ever invested significance in a receiver? You Who, know, ne- never. Is, isn't you always bring up like Donny Avery was like the last. He, he, was, he was, and that was in twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they just haven't done that. It's not is not how they're wired. They, Chris Ballard, and I just don't see that happening. But but on top of that, again, Hopkins needs to at this point in his career, he's got to be chasing a ring. He he's got to be. That's why you see the people that that have been linked to him. The the can you know Kansas City every year there's a receiver. It's Kansas City, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they get the guy. So I don't think that's a fit here for a lot of reasons. Primarily, well, two things. Ballard doesn't go that route. Right. And then secondly, Hopkins is going to go to a contender. Yeah. And, and, and in order for the Colts, Chet makes a good point here, Matt, that uh, he wants to go to a contender. So if, if the Colts wanted a guy like this, they would have to overspend on him because right. the money you would offer him would have to counter the desire to win a Super Bowl at this point in yeah, someone's career. It, it just doesn't fit, uh, as Chap said, with the Colts MO. They don't want to really pay a player of even of that caliber uh, that much money. And then secondly, for the timeline right now of the team, I don't think it makes a, a whole lot of sense for them because, yeah, it would be nice to have a stud-wide receiver. You're never going to you know, not want to have great players. But with what the Colts are looking at, they were developing young talent. They don't want to overpay for a guy like that. But your point was really spot on. When do they do that? Because you you got to do it at some point. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. got to do it. In year two, year three, I don't know. And it's it's just going to be so hard for these guys to change course on philosophies. Maybe you know maybe they can rationalize and say, well, we've got the young quarterback. We can see that he's on track, and we're going to go out and get that guy through free agency. Mm-hmm. Because you're you know to draft one you know. Although they're in line, if they kind of muddle around, there's a kid in, in, in Columbus, Ohio, a pretty good receiver, and his dad can show him a way around here. Marvin Jr., <laughs> I was told by a guy that, and a lot of I've seen it written elsewhere, he would have been the number one receiver in this year's draft. That's what I've seen too, yes. And he will be a top five pick next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, top three pick, I don't know. The only thing to hold him back will be his position. Right. So uh, – whether this team can be that bad, again, I don't know. I don't think mm-hmm. so. Right. Because they, they were darn bad last year and they won four games. Mm-hmm. So, but, but at some point, you're right. At some point, when do you dive in and say, okay, for this quarterback to be maximized, we need that guy? And I don't know, year three probably? Yeah, it's going to come. There's going to be that point, even with what the Colts have right now. I don't want to have this discussion be be anything against a guy like Michael Pittman Jr. or Alec Pierce and their development or the young tight ends they have right now. It seems like 
in the NFL, you can never have too many options at wide receiver. You can never have Look too at the many Bengals. outside. Exactly. Like they, they have it's it's Jamar Chase. Uh, they had Tyler Boyd. Um, T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins was the one I was forgetting. That was the third one there. And then uh, they have a couple tight ends, I think, there as well uh, that I can't remember again off the top of my head. But like you, you just mentioned the Chiefs. Like last year, they go out and get Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, perhaps DeAndre Hopkins is is linked to them as well right now. I mean, they, they let Tyreek Hill go, but then they went out and, and got a couple other guys. And what do they do? They go back to the and, Super And by Bowl. stats, you, you didn't see a difference. Right. There, there was by how you got there, but because but, you just don't replace a – a Tyreek Hill, but you've got to. Have, it, it makes no sense mm-hmm. to invest your a franchise's eight to ten year future in this guy and then not surround him with the right people. So uh, the Cardinals had originally acquired Hopkins back in 2020 with the trade. Uh, he missed the first six games of last season for violating the NFL's performance enhancing drugs policy. He's going to be 31 years old next month. Somebody's going to get a guy who's got, a, I think, probably a couple good years left in him, um, or at least a couple decent years left in him. Uh, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that he's he's cooked at 31 right now. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, the, the eight his first eight seasons, he plays at least 15 games a year, so almost full seasons all those years. Last two, 10 games, nine games, uh, injury and suspension, you know, make up for that. And he did have a 1,400-yard season a couple years ago, so I, I don't think there's any. And, and even the year that he, um, the year he played 10 games, he had eight receiving touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, the guy, the guy can still. Yeah. Still play. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has not appeared at OTAs so far. His introductory news conference was, in fact, pushed back back in March uh, when he uh, agreed to terms with the Raiders. And we know why now, because uh, he uh, had a little foot injury there. Uh, that he, Surgery, uh, right? Yeah, I think it's actually sur- it's not even Proce- just a procedure. Was it a procedure or was it a surgery? Uh, I think it's, this, this sounds so pretty According serious. to the team, uh, there is nothing. It's just a recovery right now. Right, but... okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fine. Uh, foot but, surgery. Yeah, sources are saying the Sources surgery. are saying in the offseason, yeah. Yeah, the team has not confirmed it, so, so we'll throw that out there just, just to be official and all that. But uh, pro, per Pro Football Talk, um, the team uh, could terminate his contract for uh, any reason related to... Uh, can you explain this to me, Matt? Just so, uh, so you're the one who put this together. I, I'm, I'm skimming it, and I didn't quite get it that okay, time. Okay, so Garoppolo, his, his press conference, his introductory conference was delayed by a day, and people were wondering why. Well, the, the reason is... it turns out is that he'd had a foot injury, uh, one that uh, he was supposed to return from for San Francisco. They said he could be an emergency quarterback, maybe if he made it back for the for the Super Bowl or whatever. They didn't get there, um, and it ended up uh, he still had kind of that foot issue. So when, instead of signing, uh, when he agreed to terms with the Raiders, instead of signing, uh, he could not pass a physical. So they put a waiver into the contract called an addendum G that involves the, the injury that he has with his foot. If for some reason that injury prevents him from being able to take the field with the team after a certain amount of time, then they don't have to pay him his base salary and can terminate his contract. Ah, yes. Uh, addendum G. Addendum G. That's, that's from uh, Ian Rappaport. Did you get that in your contract? I, no, no, fortunately, no. I'm being paid in my contract. I, I do not have an addendum that says that if I lose my voice, they can they can take it all away from me. Fortunately, I, I don't know. They're, they're, yeah. Well, well let, let's just leave an, that an one injury alone. concern with Jimmy G. Who, who, who could imagine? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That, and it, it just basically means you know. In order for him to get his contract and all that stuff, he has to pass a physical. But right now, that also means he's not doing OTAs. Will he be ready for training camp? You know, they signed him to a big contract in the offseason. You know, that's what are you going to do? Play Aiden, Aiden O'Connell yeah, out there for, the, for the Raiders? Let's go from eighth on the depth chart at Purdue all the way to the starting role, throwing for 300 yards and five touchdowns against top five opponents. 
And now he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's make it happen, guys. <laughs> Aiden O'Connell for starting QB in Vegas. I would, I would love that because Aiden was, was a really cool, cool guy, I, I felt like, in, in the few interactions I had with him. I would love to see him get that opportunity. But, but nevertheless, I mean, he's going he's gonna to get a lot of opportunity right now because this is, this is a prime time for getting everybody on the same page and getting reps. And this is what we're talking about here at Indy with how many reps should Anthony Richardson get. Well, I, it looks like Aiden O'Connell's going to get a whole lot of reps out there in I Vegas. I think so. He's going to be, uh, I think, behind Jimmy Garoppolo, he'd be the third quarterback because they do have Brian Hoyer. Right. Uh, it's a Josh McDaniels coach team. He's familiar with the system, all that. But uh, for McConnell, that, or for O'Connell, that, that'll kind of be a nice not a nice thing, but he should get some additional reps because of that here in the offseason. Jim Ursay's million-dollar schedule challenge has a winner, guys. Congrats to uh, Ben Grinsteiner, who won the uh, the challenge from the Colts owner and CEO. He's a Colts fan from North Dakota, A. Eh? Won four season tickets after correctly predicting nine of the Colts' 18-gate. Nine! That was the best that anybody could do was nine. That's pretty darn That's pretty good, good. For, for, to be completely honest. Um, uh, ben said that he relied on a couple of recent trends, that the Colts open against a divisional opponent and that they played back-to-back games against NFC teams late in the season. Um, I'm not going to nail everyone down, but he got week one and week two right out of the gates uh, with the, uh, the Jaguars and Ravens games. And uh, all the way down, uh, just hitting there, hitting there, and then uh, got a couple of uh, home games late with the uh, the Steelers week 15, the Raiders week 17. But uh, the Colts say 28% of their entrants got zero games right. Zero. So like one in three almost got zero. And then about 36% got one game right. So like basically like one third got nothing. One third got one. 64%. Yeah. Got one game. Right. That, t- that tells you the difficulty of doing this. It, yeah. And there's zillions of different uh, metrics or uh, possibilities. And somehow the NFL schedule uh, folk, uh, they, they all come out of the room uh, not, not killing each other after <laughs> probably weeks sequestered to figure out how it all fits together. But it does. I, when, when you said that, I realized I had a mistype. Week three at Ravens. Because week two is they have, they have back-to-back divisional games to start the season. Right. Houston. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. Houston. Excuse yeah. me about that. So, no, yeah, no, that's not your fault. I, I mistyped well, you it. You son of a gun. Yeah, so yeah, week three, four, and five, correct. Three in a row right there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not too shabby. So so congrats to Ben. Uh, hopefully that he can make it uh, to Indianapolis from North Dakota. That, for, that's for what I was thinking, too. Yeah. It didn't really indicate in the article, but the guy is a huge Colts fan, so I think he'll figure out a way to make it I'm work. I'm sure he will for at least one or two games, and then uh, I'm sure he can sell the other one. They're, they're his season tickets now, so uh, he can he can profit from a couple games. He can use that to fly in for maybe, a couple maybe games. Maybe you're loan him the jet. Pick him up every <laughs> week. He's <laughs> Ben. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, maybe uh, maybe if Carson Wentz was still here, he would figure out a way from his, his North Dakota home. You had to, to work it in there, didn't you? I, I did. There, there's our contractually obligated Carson Wentz uh, mentioned in this, in this show. So uh, no, no intention of bringing him up anymore. But you never know. You never know what's going to happen right here. Is he still a free agent? Um, I believe yeah, so. I'm pretty sure right he is. Yes. yes, I believe he is. I, I believe I read a report a week or two ago that he has talked to some teams, but nothing's really shaken out yet. How about Vegas, baby? Jimmy Garoppolo can't cut it. Let's get Carson Wentz out there and let's do it. He will be on a roster and he will be he will play <laughs> I would, next year. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I, he I will. probably will. I, I would have no doubt about that. I mean, it, yeah, there are teams that get in quarterback trouble. Look what happened to San Francisco last year, for crying out loud. It, it's it's going to happen, and and we'll see what happens. These guys started three quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. Because of injuries and no, because of injuries. Right. He wouldn't he wouldn't come back here for for the for the record. And who's, that's, still, who's still owns the team? 
Yeah. Uh, Jim Mercer. Jim Mercer. Yeah. Yeah. That's not work. Right. Uh, that, that, that's a hard no, but uh, it, it will happen elswhere. Anyway. Um, Aditamwa Adibare, during our taping of last week's show, signed his contract. You can say it. Can you spell it? No. No. See, well, and but we're, you can we're spell just it. the opposite. We are. You I can can't it. say it, but if you give me a chance, I can spell it. Okay. Well, congratulations. I, I, I type his name, and I swear to goodness, I read it four times to make sure it's right. Mm hmm. Strange. Anyway, uh, so, he, so each time you send an article in, we should double check double it. check the roster. Please do. Yes, uh, defensive tackle from Northwestern was the fourth a fourth round pick of the Colts this year. They have nine of twelve players signed. Uh, that leaves Anthony Richardson, Juju Brents, and Blake Freeland uh, as the three players who have not signed yet. They are uh the Colts first round pick their second round pick and their first fourth round pick right in there so uh, we, we've talked about this before there, there there's not a lot to debate or to uh to uh, negotiate with these rookie contracts but there is some and 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 an agent's job is to negotiate maximize, some you know like, even the little things like the the NFL has kind of set regulations about what rookies can be paid but that doesn't mean that the contracts are just set in stone when somebody is drafted in the fourth round at pick 106 overall like Blake Freeland was so there there are some things that can be tweaked um there there are many things that can't so and that's the agent's job is to get the things that can be tweaked in favor of their client right now I remember the year uh of the holdouts back in the day we had them all the time oh yeah whatever year Bob Sanders was drafted in round two I can't what 2000 Five, maybe four. I can't remember. He was the last draft pick to sign number 256 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And we had that as a lot. Remember, Edron James missed his training camp because then you, you were negotiating. Now it's by and large, it's you're slotted what you're going to get. But we always have these guys linger. This is a, a little unusual because the Colts have had their guys signed very quickly the last three or four years but mm-hmm. these will get done but yeah no nothing nothing too crazy there anyway pro football focus has come out with uh the list of top their top three players for every nfl franchise and uh, i'm glad matt brought this up uh for our show today because i do think it's in, it is an interesting list uh for the colts their three picks are jonathan taylor deforest buckner and quentin nelson uh, apparently, they also consider Shaquille Leonard, Michael Pittman Jr., and Isaiah Rogers on this list. Now, I would not include Isaiah Rogers that high in terms of uh, Colts players. Really not even close. And no disrespect to Isaiah Rogers, because he's a young player who I think is on the rise, who might have a really, who could have a really good year this year. They're hoping the Colts, I think, are that he has a really good year this year, as he's given a little bit more responsibility in the defense. But just based on what we have seen on the field, I'm surprised that Braden Smith wasn't higher, that Ryan Kelly wasn't higher. Um, you know, so anyway, what what if we were to, to name our top three Colts players, I think Jonathan Taylor would be uh, a consensus of, among all of us. And after that, I think you can uh, maybe debate a little bit. I, I like DeForest Buckner being there. Uh, Quentin Nelson, Shaquille Leonard, uh, between those two, maybe for the last one, and just having not seen Shaq in a year, but Quentin wasn't very good last year. That's the problem. So, so there's, I think there's just an, an argument to be made between those two for that last spot. That's what I think. I, I, I wouldn't argue with the, the, the top three. The problem is those positions shouldn't be your top three players, I guess, when, when we're talking 
prime positions. You know, you you wish like kick one of them was your left tackle, one of them was your pass rusher, and your quarterback. Yeah, those are the three right there. I mean, you know, <laughs> but but there's a lot of reasons that that's not the case. But yeah, I I, I wouldn't argue, I couldn't put Shaq in there because I don't know. We don't know what we're going to get I mean, out of him. For the most part, he didn't play last year. Right. He just didn't. So I, I can't bet on what we've seen because this isn't this. Sadly, this isn't an ACL or a patella tendon he's coming back from. It's it, it's a back where you're dealing with nerves and discs and all that. Uh, I like the. I, and I, well, I did notice someone on the with Braden Smith and Bernard Ryman. They had those guys ranked as one of the best tandems in the league, offensive or tackle tandems. <sighs> Either you can't do that or the league is in a very sorry state, sore state of offensive well, tackle Well, a tandems. lot of it has to do with, with – Braden Smith played pretty well the last – After the first <clears throat> Maybe the last the two-thirds of the season, yeah. last half. And Ryman played pretty well the last half, maybe. Last four games, five games, yeah. maybe. So – because he graded out as one of their top – tackles in run blocking i think it was you know not we we saw pass protection not in pass protection right but a lot of it is on the common and you know i i just want to i want to see it i want to see it and that's why this roster has you know michael Pittman needs to be up there well you based on last year you can't you just can't so uh but but these lists going back the week before when the owner's got his top five all-time list. These are kind of cool to do when you start talking about who should be your top three or top five. I'm okay with these top three. Yeah, I'd assume you uh, you agree with that too, Matt. Uh, for the most part, I, I I would say I mean you're at a disadvantage because you are kind of looking at uh, ahead of the season. But when you look back at the season, Quentin Nelson didn't have a very good year, but you anticipate that he's going to rebound from that. And I think I probably would have added Grover Stewart to the list uh, yep. just because he has been a, a monster for them. Uh, just just based on, you know, the season that he's had, last couple seasons, and then Quinton was just kind of had a down year that whole line did. So mm-hmm. I kind of have a problem, even though he's a great guard, have a kind of a problem being in there. Um, but I guess who else are you going to put? Yeah, I, I think that Grover is certainly a – a worthy addition to, to that list as well. I, you, you'd rather be debating uh, among among Pro Bowl players for all these uh, guys instead of uh, guys that are just like your oh, nose maybe, tackle. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was maybe, really really maybe good. Him, but he's, maybe exactly. Him, or maybe your right tackle. Don't have a top flight receiver. Don't have the top flight yeah. quarterback. Don't have you know. Yeah. So yes. So so anyway. Um, here here's to hoping that changes in the next couple of years. Yeah, they're banking on. They're banking on a lot. Again. Four or five things happening, and if any of them don't happen, you're going through last year all over again. I, I mean, we, we keep coming back to this, and it's the fact that the offensive line, they've done nothing about the personnel on the starting offensive line at all right What now. does that tell you? They have they, – that tells you that they were unhappy with the coaching last year, but then they didn't fire the coach last year. Like, he, he stayed there. They instead fired the offensive coordinator ba- and the head coach. We kept talking all the last two months about that. They're firing guys right and left. And and the one area that even the most novice guy can see that's not playing well, he's still there. And, and this isn't a pound on Chris Strasser, but th- th- this is a – you earn your way here. And when you don't earn your way – if you're a player, they cut you, and if you're a coach, they fire you. Mm-hmm. Strange, but they're banking on Tony Soprano Jr. 
Soprano Junior. Sperano. Sperano. That one. Tony Soprano. Sopr- <laughs> I can screw you up now. Tony, yeah, you got me. Tony Junior being the answer, and he's not going to play one play this year. Nope. So uh, and hope- he's got the, he's got the same personnel that they had last year. Yeah. I mean. Wow. Is Danny Pincher the start? No, no, no. Sorry, Will Fry's the starting right guard. Will Fry's the starting right guard. Yeah, but they they brought back <sighs> the starting line intact, and they're telling the new coach to do it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a lot of faith. Uh, and uh, we you you haven't won one game by by faith before. It's it's been like. It's been a lot of work and a lot of results, and we have we didn't see any of those last year. It is curious, though. You, you know, just to go back, I don't want to relitigate last season, but they had so many problems. But they fired their offensive coordinator, then they fired the head coach, and it was like the the offensive line coach was bulletproof, and that that was the root cause of many many of their problems last year. OTAs are underway. And the Colts had one week last week. They're in the middle of their second OTA week right now. Um, they'll have another next week. So three weeks of OTAs. And then comes mandatory minicamp June 13th through 15th out at West 56th Street, Colts headquarters there. So Chap and I, were out there for one day of OTAs. Uh, we'll do some kind of generic stuff, and then we'll do some more specific stuff that we saw. But, uh, but overall thoughts from your first time out there, uh, Chap, at, at OTAs, seeing a little bit more than we've seen uh, the rest of this offseason, or nothing that we've seen the rest of the offseason. Yeah, we saw yeah. rookie minicamp, which yeah. was... Just the rookies, just and a whole the, lot of tryout guys out right. there. It's so, like, so, yeah, th- this, is, this is the time that you finally can see the team, the team out there together. I was more, I paid more attention to the first time to who wasn't there. Just that's kind of what I've gotten accustomed to. And there were a bunch of guys that were looking on and not participating. And, and then we're going to overanalyze number five. Everything he does is is going to be scrutinized and criticized and blown out of proportion. But that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And that's all we've got. Yeah. And what you notice from the first practice that we saw is he and Minshew are splitting reps and I'm not going to start counting who had eight and who had 12. I'm not doing that, but they did, but they did, if they had three, if they had four sessions, it was two and two. If they had three of 11 on 11s, Richardson might've had two. I don't remember two and one. I doesn't, but that that's what we can't get into. So what you're trying to watch is how does he, how does he handle himself? He's, he throws the heck out of the ball. We're going to see that. But what we saw for the most part was what we were led to expect. Strong arm, the ball mm-hmm. gets there, you know, right now. But then there's some errant throws that you scratch your head about. That's what you're going to have because mm-hmm. that's that's who he is right now because he's, what, six, 13 games and 300 and some passes in college. But it's so hard to, to see what you want to see, and that is – how is he as a leader? How is you know? Does he is he lead by my example? Is he lead by shouting at players? He's not doing that, right? But at some level, the quarterback's got to be the guy. Mm-hmm. And I remember we talked to Reggie Wayne for OTAs, and he remembered when he came in uh, when Andrew Luck came in in twelve, and Luck sort of said, you know, I, I don't know totally what I'm doing here as far as a leader. Reggie, I'm going to kind of lean on you. And Reggie said, fine. And then when it got to be a certain point in the season, then Luck said, okay, I'm good. So they need to have that, whether it's a Ryan Kelly, 
Michael Pittman, I, I don't know if he's been around long enough to, to assume that, but, you know, I, th they did a really good job in the offseason, whether we agree or not, keeping some veteran guys on the roster. Mm -hmm. Kenny Moore and Kelly and, and Buck. There was talk about trading Buckner as well. So, But uh, what what I saw was fine. I was fine with, with Richardson. Maybe you saw something different. No, I, I saw exactly what you did. And uh, I was impressed with his arm as you, you would be, expect to be, especially coming after last year with the state of the arms that were on the roster. Um, it, it, the ball explodes out of his hand. He can throw it deep. I was impressed that he threw it pretty accurately deep, too. I, I thought that he hit a couple guys in stride on some deep throws, which is always better than the alternative, uh, not hitting some guys in stride, you know. So, um, it, and those are those are not easy throws to make. So, it, it's all going to come down to if he's able to show that gun off. You know, it, it's going to come down to if he's protected or not, which is what we've we just kind of briefly discussed anyway. But uh, but he obviously has the arm. Um, he can from time to time hit those throws. He had a nice underneath one to Kylan Granson. Yeah, hitting him on in stride. Really nice ball, and Kylan took off there uh, with the ball. Um, so big for Kylan Granson too, who's uh, with with so many tight ends. Um, you're just asking him to, to take a significant step this year, too. And that like we, we've discussed this before, chap, about tight ends and their kind of um, development in the league. They did the, the 49ers didn't draft George Kittle and boom, he was George Kittle right away. You know, the uh, the, the Chiefs didn't draft Travis Kelsey it was boom, Travis Kelsey right away. It took two or three years for them to really kind of establish themselves. So this could be a big year for Kylan Granson if he's able to it, it's it's a different offensive system. So in that sense that you're kind of taking a step back to hopefully try to take two steps forward. But uh but but a lot should be expected of him this year in in his third year in the league and, and that was that was a really nice play to see them connect like that. And what will we see from Jelani Woods this year? Mm -hmm. he, he was our most productive tight end last year and in, in a dysfunctional offense. And what is, have we seen Moali Cox's ceiling? I sort of think we have, but he took a step back last year because because they had he had to be like the the third tackle, right? A lot of times, and that's not what he is. And that didn't always help. No, no, <laughs> no offense. No, that, that's no, not no, no offense to Mo. That's really so, more so on the whole. It, it's really going to be interesting to see, and I don't know that we're going to see it in OTAs. Now, one thing we saw from Richardson too, there were a handful of plays where he showed his getting on the edge and running. Yep. And we've not we've not seen that no at, at all. So even with Andrew Luck, I don't remember quite that type of use in the run game. So w whether we see that in in OTAs or whether that's what we see more in training camp, which I think will be the case. Mm -hmm. But I just guard people to not take too much away from OTAs. I again, I take more away who's practicing, who's not. Is that a concern or not? But it's still good to see the quarterback get out there with with the guys, right? not just rookies, and play and act like it's not too big for him. So so let, let's discuss, really, who, who we did and did not see. There there was really quite the lengthy list of players when, when we were out there who, who were not participating. Um, and, and I think the chief among them is Shaquille Leonard, who we already brought up once, and it, he's he's still not playing. Yeah, he's still not participating in practice. He had his second back surgery in November, I believe it was. So December, January, February, March, April, May, six months now. From that uh, that back surgery, and and they're still it's it's still the company line right now, which which I, I making you hear, progress exactly. He's making progress. There's no timetable. That's it from Shane Steichen, and and to hear it over and over and over again, like it it 
in some ways, it like brings back PTSD, it should, for Colts fans, because this is exactly what you've heard for players in the past when things have not gone well down the line with them and their injury status and rebounding from those injuries and getting back or not getting back on the field. There, I think there's, there's a legitimate reason to be concerned about Shaquille Leonard's ability right now and his ability to play football, to be healthy for an entire season, and to be the guy that he was the first three, four years of his career. Biggest problem I've had, and this is bad on me, is I've, I've compared this to the first surgery, coming back from the first surgery. He was back practicing in three, roughly three months. Right. And everyone, everyone admits that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. They hurried him back, and, and I understand that. But, but we're, we're six months out, and what we don't know and we won't know is what's he doing – What's he doing with trainers and rehab guys? Is he out there running? Remember when we talked to him in April, he hadn't started running much. So, But they're really erring on the side of we're going to take it slow, slow, slow. I don't think we're going to see him practice in OTAs, minicamp. My alarms go off the first day of training camp if he's on pup again or he's not practicing or he's on some kind of a every-other-day thing. Because, again – I'm not saying you're an alarmist, but, but how are you not alarmed until you see him play? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just crazy. He, he played 70-some snaps last year, and he wasn't 60% of the player he was previously. So until you see him playing, pra- no, practicing and then playing without having extended time off between practices and games – You've got to be concerned. You just have to be concerned. I, I just hate the Matt. I, Matt, I hate the 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 line that there's no timetable because that's crap. There, there's there's no there's and I hate just getting crap from coaches, front office people, from players, whoever it is. Like it, it's frustrating. I can understand tiptoeing around truths here and there. Frank Reich was a master of that because he had to be honestly <laughs> in many different scenarios. Chief of which was Andrew Luck's return or lack thereof, but. But just to hear, just for them to keep saying there's no timetable, do, do they expect people to believe that? Do they actually expect us or fans to believe that they have no timetable at all for Shaquille Leonard? That they have no plan for when they want him back on the field? That they have when, no when, he, when he's back, they, he's back. They have heard nothing from doctors. They have heard nothing from therapists. That there is no plan at all. That's such garbage. It is such garbage. And I understand if they don't want to tell us, but but don't say there's no timetable because there's it's it's terrible. It's awful. I find it personally annoying and disrespectful be, for them to even say such a thing because it's it's such garbage that they would not have a timetable for what they want to see from him when. So and, and all it does is feed uh, shows like this. It makes me mad. Is what it, it does, and it gets Dave extremely paranoid. Riled up. I think that's why they do it. <laughs> Might be just for me. Yeah, I, I just you know it's okay to say we have a timetable, but we don't want to talk about it right now. Instead mm-hmm. of there's no timetable because there's a difference between those answers. That means that internally you guys at least have some idea of what's going on here. Whereas when you say no timetable, it makes us think the opposite. It gives the impression that they have no idea what's right. going, that, that that they're clueless. And, and we know and that not. that can't they're be the case. Not. And they're not. They're not completely clueless, but but it, it paints that brush and. 
And honestly, with the results that we saw on the field last year, like they, they, in a sense, seemed like a clueless organization at times with what was going on on the field, with what was going on with the offensive line and firing this coach and that coach and not the coach primarily responsible for the offensive line, as we've already said in this podcast. So I, I, I'm trying not to get riled up every week here, guys, during the offseason. It's, it's pointless to do it, but but I am dead gunner. Well, with where we are medically, there's there's always – Time frames. There's is when you have this surgery. You know, it's, some of it's generalized. It's you know four to six weeks. It's six to eight months or whatever. But you know, generally, with this injury, history tells us this is where you should be benchmark wise at this point, this point, and that point. So you know, I I would feel better if they said, yeah, he's making progress, but we're not going to have him out there in OTAs and. But, but then, I, then I don't know what, what they don't want to say is we expect him ready for training camp. And then we get to training camp, he's not ready. Mm-hmm. So then that paints him in a corner even more. But I, I get your frustration on the same way because what they're telling us, all it does is fuel speculation that he's not making progress. Right. And, and you know, that's probably not the case, but, but how else do you read it? Yeah. And, and- that, that, that's how I read it, darn it. So You, you know, sometimes uh, the appearance of impropriety can be worse than an impropriety itself. Not that the Colts are being, you, you know just what I'm saying here. Yeah, I do. I, I got you. So uh, b- besides Shaquille Leonard, uh, Jonathan Taylor also not practicing out there. He is out there like Shaquille Leonard is walking around. And um, Jonathan, I did not see any any kind of boot or anything that he's in from his it's ankle surgery. surgery. In January. In January, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, four months out from, from an ankle surgery right now. Um, I, I would fully expect him to be back for training camp, if not for a mandatory mini camp. Um, and, and and if he's not, like I, I'm not as concerned with him. I'm I'm more concerned with Shaquille uh, completely. Because, well, and the, the type of surgery that, that Shaq had right, as well, and, right. and the fact that this is yes. a pre-existing condition yes. that we're going through again. And, and yes. you know, Taylor had his ankle injury last year, and he was banged up, but it's not been a thing mm-hmm. that is been a, a career ender for him right so juju brent's uh, not practicing he has wrist surgery they've already said that they want him back for training camp correct uh, yeah so, so there's a there's a, the there's time a timetable there, time time table there. there. They're, yep. they're, 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 they make sense they will we'll have a timetable for juju we're not gonna have a timetable for shaquille god dang gum it you guys i Braden Smith, the thing with his leg. A quote, Does that thing bother with his you? Leg. No, I don't care about that. This is, this is fine. Braden Smith What's has a thing he, with his does leg. He, you know, does he get a That's cool. squirrel bite or what was it? I, mean, I don't know. Jelani Woods has a hamstring. Hopefully he has two hamstrings. Um, Drew Ogletree still recovering from his ACL uh, surgery that he had from last training camp. Training camp. I, I got to think that he'll be back sooner rather than later, too. I, I, like, I, would, be op- I would like to see him in mandatory minicamp, too. Um, Will Mallory did not participate. He had a boot on his right foot. Yeah. He, could, okay. he could have okay. twisted something. Right. I, I couldn't, when I was looking around, I, right. I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't see anything mm-hmm. on right. that. Uh, Rigoberto Sanchez recovering from his Achilles uh, tear in last training camp was not participating. Matt Gay was not participating either. That could have just been like they were doing less with special teams. Yeah, this didn't have anything I'm not sure kickers yeah. do much kicking yeah. this time of year. To be perfectly fair to them um, with, with those two, but, but still they were not doing anything. And there was another kicker who was uh, doing a couple things, whether it was a place kicking or punts, I think. I do not. No, that's so, why I said another kicker. I have no idea I saw his who it name was. And I, it, I, I've learned through the years that 
until you need to know the guy's name, yeah. don't clog the mind up with names. There's a lot of other things. Don't, to, don't get too attached uh, yeah. <laughs> early <laughs> on. To clog the, the mind up with. But um, is that the uh, Josh Downs as well had a little knee uh, problem there. Uh, I, I from, guess it does go to show um, why they have signed so many tight ends, though, because three of them were they're all no hurt. Teams. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So so you need all those tight ends that you have. Um, but. Uh, but we'll see on, on Friday is when the Colts this week will have their uh, another practice. I would practice. expect some of these guys to be back. I, would, I just would. Yeah, uh, optimistically so. And I think you're probably right. Um, so that's Friday this week. I think next week we'll have one day with them as well. And then, like I said, mandatory minicamp. That 13th through the 15th will be will be big for, for getting as many guys out there as possible. And then, of course, when you get to training camp. And, and, and yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not raising a five-alarm uh, fire here for anyone except Shaquille Leonard, and and re- maybe even that's that's overstating how concerned I, I it's am. Fr- concerned, it's frustrating. Shaquille. It is. It is frustrating. You, you would just like to know something. You, yeah. You know, some sort of positive uh, something, yeah. and there's there's just nothing to, to see. Yeah. Nothing to see here. So you just gave Shaq a whole bunch of motivation. I'm sure I did. I I, I hope he listens to the Colts Blue Zone podcast, and he uh, he he singles me out the first time I see him in the locker room and, and says that, that you're dead to me. Exactly. Oh, well that, then I'll be like, well, yeah, if, if I, uh, if I motivated you, then, then don't I don't, are, are I a little, at least a little, uh, right. I, I serve some purpose, right. uh, for you. So you should be, you should be grateful well, everybody for me. Should have purpose. Everybody yeah. should have a purpose. I know. Right. Yeah. So like I said, he should be grateful if I'm providing that purpose. I should be his best friend. And, uh, and, and yeah, we'll see how that goes. Michael Pittman jr. Also was not participating last week, but he had an excused absence because he and his wife had their second child. Uh, congratulations. It is Michael Pittman III, eligible for the draft in 2043 or something like that. So. I, I read, uh, I forget who tweeted it, but one of the Colts reporters tweeted that uh, Michael Pittman was out because he was having a kid. That's and I historic. was thinking, I'm like, I, that is amazing. Right. Yeah, it would be. I wonder something. how long he's going to be out for paternity leave. <laughs> be some time but uh also hey congratulations to ryan kelly and his wife emma also that was oh, announced yes. just this week that they are pregnant with twins that are uh, coming i actually saw them both uh, at the 500 they were out there uh, during the grid walk like beforehand so we were out That's there with cool. all the cars and so ryan and his wife were there and they 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 both looked great sounded great uh ryan's an awesome dude to talk to not just at headquarters but if you run into him uh, any, anywhere else really friendly uh guy and uh has been uh, it, one of the best guys to talk to since he's joined the, the team. He's been very forthright, very uh, uh, honest with, with us when things go right and things go wrong. And he's had plenty of both, honestly, during uh, during his time here with the offensive line. Um, has, has had a lot of good reasons to talk to us, has had a lot of bad reasons to talk to us. And he's, he's been the same guy the entire there. time. Yeah, they, 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 he's faced the media, he's faced the music every time. And uh, and just re- really have enjoyed time with Ryan. I'm glad to see him back for another year. Uh, and I think he can help. I think he could be the guy. Uh, that you look to for for leadership in that vein, because I think he has the respect of everybody else in that locker room right now, um, for uh, for his uh, experiencing the peaks and the valleys that that come with with an NFL career. So, uh, so so that as well. Hopefully, uh, he'll he'll have some paternity leave uh, in, in the near future for for is, twins. Is, is she do August? I believe so. Yeah. So it's gonna Emma? it's gonna happen. Yes. Yeah. Right in the middle of uh, the preseason and all that. So. Uh, so yeah, twins, guys. Oof. I mean, w- one's hard enough. Uh, yes. twi- twins is something, but uh, yeah, good luck to them. Anyway, as um, as OTAs start uh, start ranking cranking up again next week, uh, chap, as we're looking for like I-, I think just to see which of these guys is uh, is going to be out uh, again or is back on the field again. Um, I-, I I would 
I would bet that a couple of those guys that were like, oh, a thing with his leg, oh, a little hamstring, like we talked about, so Jelani Woods, give maybe, me Josh yeah, Downs. Braden Smith. I, I want to see that. I want to so see Josh bad. Downs out there. Yeah, for sure I do. Um, I, I want to see him working. Uh, you, I want to see, see, all I the see Mallory working. Yeah, I want to see all the rookies out there. I want to see what they can do. Um, one, one thing I will say that um, last week when we were talking about uh, what we want to see in OTAs, and I was saying I want to see one of the rookies step up, uh, Darius Rush had a really nice pick six last week that we saw out there. Um, really nice. Um, and so he grabbed the ball, was right to him, to be fair. It was not thrown by Anthony Richardson. Um, and it was, I think it was Minshew. No, it was Sam. It was Sam. So Sam threw it right to him and pff, took right off. But, hey, he, he caught the ball. He, he went back the other way, and, and that was exciting. So um, good to see Darius Rush there. And he's getting the opportunity right now because Juju Brents is out. Yeah. Um, put, put it to work, man. Exactly. Like, get out use. there, get to work, and, and see what you can do. So it, it's interesting, like, when you have such young corners right now and you have young quarterback, like, who, who gets the better of that duel? Because neither of them are, are really all that experienced. I mean, you have Isaiah Rogers out there. You have Dallas Flowers out there. But I'm not calling either of them widely experienced No, no it's a young NFL. group, man. Yeah. So so it's, it's really I, – I, I'd say it's a quote-unquote fair fight, you know, between them. It's not Stephon Gilmore going up right. against Anthony oh, Richardson, yeah, exactly. which would not – be a fair fight like uh, that, that would be that would be a, a lesson in humility and the NFL if, if Stefan Gilmore was still here I think if uh, if Anthony Richardson was trying to get the better of him on a daily basis out there on the field but also he, he would have been probably the uh, one of the top Colts uh, top three Colts players probably yeah, uh, he no doubt would have been considered up there for yeah. sure I, he had a really good year I, I they I, I miss Stefan Gilmore already but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see uh, who, who steps into that role but um, yeah I want to see more splash plays more big plays like that there was a, a couple good it was, like I said deep shots there was the good Kylan Granson play um, I want to say Ashton Doolin had a long play but I, I can't remember if that was if it was I, th- I think that there, I, I there was that. one from Minshew, I Minshew, think, got him. Yeah. On the left yeah, side. Minshew got him. Yeah, on, on that play. But um, you, you want to see those splash plays. You want to see them going long. Obviously, there's no offensive, true offensive line, defensive line sacking the quarterback at this time. So like, that, that's why we saw more completions during the preseason last year, during training camp, that Matt Ryan was hitting uh, all these receivers here and there. We because- sort of saw Ngakwe working over Matt Pryor. He thought, boy, I think Godquay's pretty good. Yeah. yeah okay, he was, but... Well, he still... He, he, was, okay. he was good. He was still, like, he was still pretty good. Sacks. Correct. Yes. But, uh, but there's, uh, there's the other, uh, other side of that coin uh, on that. And again, uh, the one thing with OTAs, the offense should be ahead. Yes. Because, because there is no contact, and receivers, receivers sort of... They get jostled a little bit, but there's no contact when there's a ball, when there's a contested catch, so... You want to see the receivers, the tight ends, running backs to a lesser degree really shining now because this mm-hmm. is when there's really it's it's not a, a pro day workout, mm-hmm. but everything everything is gauged to where the offense has the advantage right now this time of year. And and, and that's what you need. You need to go out there and you need to see some success. I think that that's good for for the passing game uh, right now to get a little bit of. A um, little bit of optimism, you know, right. after what what we saw last year. It's it's just hard to do anything in the run game when there's no pads out there and you're not being physical. And I, I think I think at least me, I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for you. I, I expect this Colts team to be a, a pretty heavy run focused team, and they're going to get a quarterback run game going somehow. Um, so so that's going to be a major major part of the offense this year that you really can't 
perfect right now. Yeah, it, it, this, it's like, hard this to is, simulate. Yeah, yeah, this is what this is what I asked Steichen last week. I was like, like, look, the guys in the trenches. Like, how can they improve right now? Because it's, it's not real football. And he said, yeah, it's difficult for them to do so. Like, they've got to they've got to put the work in in uh, like in behind the scenes to to really understand the schemes behind right. what they do. Like, if you don't understand the scheme, it doesn't matter how physical you are. You're going to do the wrong things out there. So, like, get the scheme right so that but at same least with the defensive line. Yeah, if you're doing the right thing right. and you get beat. Well then, like that's something that that they'll try to be able to live. Obviously, they won't live with you. Know, you'll you'll get fired, you know. But but you need both of them. You need the physicality. You need to know what's going on. And in a new scheme and new good, system, good or bad, do it the right way. Exactly. Yeah, like right. you need to know what's going and on. Say, if you don't know what you're doing, then you break the whole thing. You have no chance. Yes. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, things were broken too often last year. So so let's take take one thing out, out of out of the picture. Like know what's know what you're supposed to do. And there were times last year when that line did not know what it was supposed to do. You know, in, in the things that, that it, you have to include, how many times did, did the pass rush beat him up the middle with the blitzing and the stunning? Yep. A lot. And a lot it was running backs. Mm-hmm. JT yeah, had an yes. awful oh. year pass protection. Yes. And that nothing makes the offensive line look worse than a free blitzer getting in, mm-hmm. even though that's not their, that wasn't their guy. Right. Maybe it was a tight end. Maybe four or five times JT just missed his guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember him being that bad in pass protection the first two years. Neither do I. Maybe that's because everything else was working at a high enough level that how you can live with that one bad play. Mm-hmm. But they've got to get that shorn up. You can't, you can't expose a rookie quarterback who's going to have enough on his plate to free blitzers. You just can't do mm-hmm. it. To be fair, maybe Anthony Richards can can shake one or two more free blitzers, but but now you don't want They'll him say to say that guy's yours. Yes, you, you make that guy miss. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you just don't want him to deal with that, like you said. That'd you, be a strange him, protection scheme. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a free guy, and that's Anthony's guy, right? Yeah, it's like the uh, what's it called? The uh, remember the Titans play where where the the QB uh, where Sunshine says just let him through, like right. let him come, like, poof, yep. knock him over. That that could happen with with this Colts team. You never know with Anthony Richardson back there. Anyway, um, looking forward to heading out to uh, to Colts once again this week. Colts headquarters for uh, for OTAs, and uh, looking forward to uh, to delivering more content to you all throughout the coming weeks. Um, we're we're gonna put a plan together. We're definitely gonna get some top five lists to go. Some some good debate, and uh, hopefully nothing will happen that that riles me up too much that I just need to take twenty minutes of this podcast. And we had Jim Mercy last week. Yep. And, and this and this week is Shaquille. Week, yeah, it's, the, the it's Shaquille. Shaquille. Leonard, uh, the Shaquille Leonard Information uh, Bureau. Hook him up with something. There's always something. There's no timetable. Yeah, guys, there's, yeah, well, go about your day. There's no timetable for Shaquille Leonard. Anyway, uh, appreciate you all listening. You can follow Mike Chappell on Twitter at mchapel 51 Also get his work online, fox59.com, cbs4indy.com. Matt Adams is at statomatty That's right. on Twitter. I'm Dave Griffiths at DaveG underscore sports. We combined are at Colts Blue Zone, and we'll see you next week on the Colts Blue Zone podcast. 